Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. All right. So we are... Um, on our Sister Wives Rewind and Gossip today. So today we are going to talk about Sister Wives episode six and seven. Um, these are the, you know, the prep for the wedding and then the wedding itself. And I, you know, we were talking about this before we started. I was very surprised to see that the wedding episode was 21 minutes. <laughs> we really, we had wow. enough of that. I And yeah, it did feel like at the time that the wedding did seem to take up a lot of time, but really it didn't. <laughs> no, it, just, it was it was very short. One episode of prep, which was longer than the one episode yeah. of the actual wedding itself. So yes, it's pretty quick. Yes, yes. All right, so let's just dive in. We get um, we start with we're at Robin's house with Cody, and we're starting to see Robin's curling her hair now. Well, this is when it, she got this perm or something. Well, I think. Maybe that's her natural hair. Oh, and she, she blow dries in, it. Oh, and, and she straightens it. Straightening yeah. it. I think that's her oh, natural hair. God, I don't know why I did not put that together at all, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because um, I kept thinking, like, did she get a perm at some point? Um, and they're just sort of talking about the presence of Robin. Um, and, you know, Mary comments on how Robin's presence has really shifted things. Um, oh, and the, the whole discussion is about time, equal time. Mm -hmm. You know, does a fiancé deserve equal time? Should she be in the rotation, she, basically? Yes, like basically. Every fourth night. Should she be in the rotation? So um, Janelle thinks that a fiancé should have equal time as a wife, that by the time you've gotten down to that step, that you're basically going to be a wife. Christine disagrees. You know, she feels like once they're married, that they should have equal time. And, and uh, Mary and Christine both say no. Yeah. And then Robin, of course, feels like she's waited so long the for this marriage had to go for so long that she should get equal time. 
And then she, you know, she brings up how she moved her whole life for the family and then, you know, feels like she's being denied time. And I do, I have to say I'm with Mary on this where Mary said, you know, everyone's life's been Mm -hmm. up. Like everybody's been going through some stuff, Robin. It's not just you. Exactly. And, you know, that right there was that's kind of foreshadowing for the, I thought the whole show where, you know, this is supposed to be a real happy episode and planning for the wedding Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But there are so many times in these episodes where whether it's, it's usually, it's Christine and Mary mostly. Yeah. will just come in with under some undercut. Yeah. They are both really struggling and trying to with, you know, hide it and sometimes not even hide it. Um, like in that scene right there, Christine just comes that straight out and says, no, it's not right. You know, it's, it's not fair to me. And she, you know, that was a difficult couch thing for her. We'll get into that. But, um, yeah. And Mary makes a lot of comments, uh, throughout this whole episode there, you know, she kind of tries to do it with humor, but she's basically saying, "Ah, I don't like this. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're all on a runaway train and they're like, oh, we can't get off. Yeah, exactly. We can't get off. And What's now we happening? can't. We have a camera crew here and yeah. we really can't get off, you know. And Janelle, she, Janelle just always just pretends everything is just fine. She's always defending Cody and she's always trying to come in and, you know, kind of simmer things down and defend and make comments. And, and it's like, no, none of this is OK. Well, do you think that Janelle at that time recognize what she was doing or and and she was like do you think that she felt as just as upset and having a hard time with it all as everyone else but she felt like she couldn't say anything or do you feel like no that's really how she felt at the time because i get the sense that janelle does not crave cody time everybody else seems to want to have time with cody i've never gotten the sense that janelle is like "Ooh, can't wait to see him you yeah. know i always get the sense that janelle is like every third night every fourth night whatever you know that her career and and i think that the thing the presence of robin that bothers her the most is the financial the financial i think deep down janelle does care and it's not that she's it like there's some scenes where you know so she has um, three boys, four. no, four boys who are constantly fighting. Yeah. And they're a lot. And, you know, I, I think she could use some more help mm-hmm. and would like some more help. And, um, I, I think that she just naturally does this stuff like, it's okay. I'm okay. I can handle it. I always do like that strong, independent woman thing that after a while gets real tiring, mm-hmm. you know, being a strong, independent woman. It's like, you know what? Uh, yeah. You don't always want to have to be the strong person just because you can doesn't yeah. mean you should have to endure that. And that's why I think she went for so many years. Yeah. I, I think deep down, she really resents mm-hmm. that uh, the finite resources, you know, yes, just, yes. Keep, just the resources just keep getting less well, and less. And I also just want to say, Christine has five girls and a boy. And Janelle has four boys and two girls. Boys, because I have one, eat so much food that it just, this whole thing where everything has to be equal and everything has to be divided. I I can feel like Janelle probably really felt like, you know, I couldn't get my car fixed. (laughs) You know, I can't get this done. I can't get that done because I have boys. And, And it's not fair that 
that's I really want to know like the food budget. Like yeah, her, food, she has the same food budget as Christine or, or, or hello Mary? Mary. You've got one kid. Yeah, well, you could go to Whole Foods every day, you know, with that budget. If you yeah. just have one. But you have four boys. I'm just telling you, my my son is eating us out of house and home. They need meals. You can't just put cereal in front of them. You know, cereal is like something to have late at night. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just and they need meat and they need, you know, it just goes on and on. So yeah. I'm just saying that I, I feel for her. She had four boys. I don't think she's okay with any no. of this, honestly. I think she All just... right, you've got me convinced. Covers <laughs> it up. She's just... It's a, cope, it's a coping mechanism yeah. that she uses. So next we see it's five weeks before the wedding, and there's lots to do. And first we see them going flower shopping. And of course, you know, the woman asks, who are these other women? And they've said that they're now calling them the advisors. Um... And so they're all talking about their flowers and what they want. And Christine wants a corsage because she has to hold truly. Mary seems to want this shoulder corsage, yeah, which I, I thought was real weird. And you know what? I actually, that sh- that shoulder corsage showed up in the end. Yes, yes. When she they showed her dancing at the wedding and mm-hmm. she had that thing on. I'm like, well, where did that come from? Where was it earlier? But she was dancing with it on. She got it. Yeah. But that was the strangest thing. And I thought that, like, it, it just the way it was presented, I'm, I kind of feel like that really works if you're bare-shouldered, right? Yeah, like, it looks y- like a lay or something. Yeah, to put that on top of a, like, a heavy, that heavy, heavy brown, dark purple, frown, brown yeah. fabric seems very odd. It was, yeah, it was for someone who's wearing a, you know, a flirty sundress yeah. And then if Ju- I, I can't remember what Janelle said, but Janelle, I think Janelle was just probably like, um... Yeah, whatever. Whatever's I, I, cheapest. Yeah. She's like, I'll take a couple calla lilies <laughs> and just, just stick them here. Put a bow on it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And then, so, then they go to the cake tasting, which is always actually oh. the most entertaining part God. of any kind of wedding thing. Um, and then, of course, Cody has to come along to that. And they get all these cakes and they try them out. So, everyone gets to vote for their favorite cake. But everyone has to keep their eyes closed so that no one can have any undue influence on anybody else's. Then, of course, like everybody closes their eyes and Cody gets up and does this really weird, goofy dance. Yeah, just like some kind of Pee Wee Herman dance. That he's, was very bizarre. He's, he acted so weird during that cake tasting. It's like, well, did you just do a couple lines outside before yeah. you came in? Because the sugar you, was a lot for him. You were unhinged. And well, can I just ask so you embarrassing? <laughs> yes, but can I ask you a question? So we were both in Brooke and I were both were in sororities. Okay, mm-hmm. so that is the way in which they did this cake testing is kind of how we did voting in sorority right. rush like did you guys do the same thing where everybody like yes they had you everybody, to put your head down yeah, you they everybody was in alphabetical order so because my last our last name is brigham so i was yeah. way up in the front so but i had some friends that were in the back that were like i was peeking <laughs> to like see who people are voting for and i thought that was so fascinating i'm like wow, is this just a sorority rush thing <laughs> or, but it is, it's, but it, I will say it is a fair way to not influence people and let people have a secret ballot. And it's a lot easier than everyone writing it on a piece of paper. And 
Yeah, and, and these in the days before computers. Yes, that's true. That was the other <laughs> thing too. We had no way. To, it was either. I'm sure sororities now have apps for right. how they it's vote. It's like for go people. in and put put in your votes in the app. No, we had yeah, you had to vote with your head down, or maybe you could write it on a piece of paper. I don't know. Oh, and but, it went all night too. Yeah, it went oh, yeah. all night. I well, remember one person. She bailed. She was just like, "Give me whatever." She was like, listen, I have to maintain a 3.5 grade average for my for my scholarship. So, yeah, dock me whatever you want to do to me, do it. But I'm going home. Well, and they would always save till the end, like some of the some of the people who were kind of like problematic or yeah. on the fence. And so then there'd be these long discussions about them. People would get very emotional and people would start crying. And yeah, you've got your head down and, um, you know, they're trying to do the secret voting, but when someone's name comes up, everyone starts crying. I mean, it was just, Oh, I don't remember any tears, uh, but well, God, get a room of a group of women together. It's well, yeah. And you're working 24 seven for weeks. You're Mm -hmm. just no sleep. Everybody is just in a bad way, but, and it's a lot of clapping and singing, which is also going to irritate the crap out of you. Yeah. But what Cody did was not fair because he raised both of his hands and gave himself (laughs) two votes. And he's like pumping his arms up in the air. Like again, acting like a a seven-year-old and all pumped up and just being so weird. And the girl at the shop, Olivia, who had to tally the votes. (laughs) What was the best that Olivia was like, oh, wait, what? I have to tally these? Yeah. She's just like, oh, let me get a piece of paper. Yeah. And then she's like, am I supposed to count that? twice you know when <laughs> cody puts both of his hands i mean she looked so annoyed she was like this why yeah where am i what am yeah. i doing here so cody put his two votes but th- then the other thing was that robin voted for that same same cake that cody wanted yeah, and then and mary the- got upset about yeah. it mary was again mary was being very passive aggressive at this cake testing thing tasting, yeah. tasting because she was upset she does not want cody to be getting married yeah deep down inside she really doesn't and she was she was kind of getting pissy about the cake yeah it's like it's not about the cake but well and then they start looking for a reception a place for the reception now the wedding is five weeks out really that is the first thing you do when you plan a wedding you Mm -hmm. have to figure out a venue and make sure that the date that you want the venue is open and then everything else falls into place like you the fact that they what were you going to do maybe they shot this out of sequence maybe they had already gone a long time ago yeah maybe to the venue and gotten it because they had different clothes on it wasn't the same day they all were wearing different clothes when they went to the um to the reception venue yeah you're right maybe they did shoot that a while ago and said oh this is let's just shove this television but janelle hates wedding receptions but she loves this this is just beautiful yeah she yeah it's like okay janelle um and then christine says she doesn't feel like a wife coming into a plural marriage should have a big reception she had a very small reception um and uh Janelle didn't even really have a reception because yeah, everyone, her f- everyone, friends, all her family, all disowned her for for marrying into this cult. Yeah. So, anyway, but of course, Mary had a big reception that she pointed out because you know she was the first wife. Um. Yes. So, but the other thing is, I want to say that I don't think that obviously I don't think they would be having this big wedding if they weren't on a TV show. Do you know what I mean? I kind of I I feel like. 
they would have they would have gotten married a long time ago. They would have done all this stuff a long time ago. It would have been very small. They probably would have done it at their house or something. Really? I, still- I don't think it's on Robin. I, I kind of feel like a lot of this was they needed they needed stuff for the show. Yeah, I still kind of think Robin would have had something not maybe like as big as this, but maybe. But I think they could make it this big because my assumption is they probably were getting a lot of good deals. I mean, maybe that cake place was like, yeah, you can do this here if you if you just promote us. Because we did see the outside of all those stores. True. But no one had ever seen this show before. So, you know, when they were going, you know, they were just filming it. It hadn't aired yet the first season. I don't know. Anywho. So the next phase is going to look at some dresses. And um, this was painful. This was. So first we see a lot of Christine, Mary, and Janelle trying to find outfits for them. And then, so they want to look like, they don't want to look like bridesmaids, but they don't want to look like mother of the bride, but they have to, they have to be so modest that you're kind of yeah. like, you're look and like mother has, of the bride. And it has to be brown. Yeah. I didn't understand why did it have to be brown? They were trying on lots of different things. They were trying on black. They were trying on you know, Mary had a Mary, color on. Yeah. She had a, blue she had a lime looked, green yeah. or something. I mean, she had some stuff going on there that I was just like, what the, why wouldn't you guys pick something? Well, because the colors else? of the wedding were brown and purple. I know, which was, I made, I thought, I saw that later. I was so just like, brown ugly. and purple? Yeah. And so there's not a lot of choices for yeah. brown. So of course it's going to be a frumpy, and poor Christine. Well, and Janelle. Both of their dresses were so frumpy. Yes. They could have done so much better. Get some, at least find something, get it tailored, do something. Well, and Christine just had that baby. I know, know? but she, but she, she could have, it could have been a lot better. The the dresses could have, it it was just sad. See, I, Brooke had, had my, my niece five and a half months before I got married, but I let you pick out your own dress. (laughs) I did, but but also my, but it's hard. My daughter sucked the life out of me. I was thinner after I gave birth than I was before. It was a very strange thing. So Layla wasn't sleeping through the night three weeks in. Do you remember Christine says this? Oh. It's coming up. I was just like, what oh, the what? God, no, we were sleeping in the same bed breastfeeding all night. <laughs> That's all I remember. And I ordered a dress online mm. and it fits. <laughs> So, but no, yeah. but it's, but it's, I just felt badly for them. They got uh, yeah. the most frumpiest dresses. They they looked very, very frumpy. So then Robin starts to try on some wedding dresses, but she chooses not to. Now I have a question about timing here. She chooses not to get any of the dresses. And then we learn, um, Robin says something to the effect of she's going to keep the dress a secret. And then Cody says, like, a little gleeful oh, child. God. This I thought was very interesting. With a little gleeful child, he said, I've got a bomb I'm dropping today. Ooh, 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 ooh. And Cody reveals that he picked the dress. Now, before we dig into this, do do we... Did he pick this dress with Robin prior to Robin and Christine and Janelle and Mary shooting that scene? That's a good question because I always assumed... Because I have different feelings if it was before or after. I always assumed it was after because she... But maybe it was before and that's why she left the bridal shop without picking a dress. Mm -hmm. Because normally... I mean, here's the thing. They're going to all these places. Okay, we're getting this done, this done, this done. Check this off, whatever. Yet when they get to the bridal shop, 
Uh, she leaves without a dress. Yes. She says, I just couldn't find anything. So I think that was a setup. And I think that before that, she and Cody went wedding dress shopping together. Well, he, so Cody mentions, he said, well, Robin and I went to Lisa's Bridal. Is Lisa's Bridal the same place? I'm not sure. That they went to before? It's probably different. And looked at dresses and she put on one and he said, oh, that's what I am, was imagining. I saw it in my dreams. In my dreams. And that's what we picked. But that would be, right, Robin, of course, is, you know, like, oh, I just didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I wanted to make it special that we looked at this dress together. But I do think that so if he did pick it out with her before, that Robin was pretending that entire mm-hmm. time, hoping, praying that no one ever figures out that that's really what happened, or she intended to go with him, because I, I really do. I mean, that is one of the things that is very private that women really, you know, most women want to keep secret. Like mm-hmm. that is like, it's this big reveal. It's this right. big whatever, you know, people don't. Even couples that live together and do all this stuff, it's still very separate. Yeah. And also rewind. How did they end up both going to a bridal store together? I don't know. But also rewind back to the scene where she shows up at the house and she says, oh, it's five weeks till the wedding. We have a lot to do. And she's ticking off all these things. And I think she says, and we have to find dresses for these guys. She doesn't say, I have to find Mm. my dress and we have to get dresses for these guys. So... I'm really thinking that they just did it themselves before and they were just so giddy and couldn't wait and had to like do something together and wanted something just for the two of them. She probably wanted, you know, she didn't really want to have to pick out her dress with the other women, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And that's why she left that place empty handed. She already had a dress. Yeah. So Christine is pissed and really, really hurt. And then Cody defends it by saying, I think it's important for me to choose for me to have like a choice, a choice in the matter. And Christine's like, you've got to be kidding me here because you could care less what I wore. You could care less what anyone else was ever doing, Mm -hmm. that there is not a man alive that cares about what the the dress. I've yet to meet a man that was getting married that cared about the dress. I really have. I mean, maybe I've lived a small life then, but it was just such a crazy excuse. And what I think is weird is why do you think he felt this need to tell them? Because I get the sense that those two were willing to take that, you know, Robin was willing to take that to her grave. Right. Like she, she knew that this would be a problem. She knew she needed to film some scenes and do some stuff and pretend. And she was going to keep it to herself. So why did Cody feel like he needed to tell them all that? Well, Cody is impulsive. And I think that maybe he thought it would be good TV. He got caught up in the moment. He obviously had no idea that it was going to hurt anybody else because he's clueless. Yeah. You know, because he's so egotistical that it's all about what he wants in the moment and what he thinks feels good for him in the moment. Yeah. It was very impulsive. Yeah. You know, especially. I agree. He know- oh, no, he is. He is very impulsive. And then so Christine gets up and leaves and she needs a few minutes. And then it says later. But apparently, didn't we read? In we the read book? in the book. It was four or five days yeah. later. It was not just a couple days. It wasn't yeah. like it, Christine didn't need a minute. Christine needed days. No, because Robin's cold sore had cleared up by because <laughs> in the first part, she had like 
couple big cold sores. By the next scene, they were gone, and it was five days later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christine was livid. She was hurt. And again, that's, and the reason why it was so hurtful is because she doesn't want this. Yeah. Nobody wants this except for Robin and Cody. Well, and then Janelle, it was interesting. So Janelle did have an opinion on this because she said that she felt betrayed because Robin was so secretive about it. I think that they had mm-hmm. asked Robin about, well, what's going on with your dress and what's yeah, happening and with she's this and just with brushing that. it off. And she's brushing it off and she's being very secretive. And I think that really, and I can understand Janelle's piece of this because that would really bother me, which is like just the secretiveness and, and, so you're already seeing this glimpse of this dynamic, which mm-hmm. is you two are going to have secrets, right? You know, the two of you are going to have separate. these things yeah. and, and we're not going to know about it. And, um, and yeah. And I think that Janelle saw something in the way in which Robin was acting that made her think like, what you were lying to me this whole time. Yeah. that was pretty shitty. Cause she's pretending they're having this special day together and it's not. Um, it's a, it's a, it's fake. What was, what did I write down? Felt like Cody said it wasn't for real when all the women got together to look at dresses. Oh, that's what it is. That's what Janelle was saying. feeling betrayed because basically, and I'm sure Janelle was like, listen, I don't have a lot of time. (laughs) I went there and watched you try on a bunch of dresses and you already had one. Give me, give me a break. But I think that that was like, they're having all these bonding moments mm-hmm. with Robin. They feel like they're, you know, being a part of it and she's including them. Mm-hmm. And then there's this really big part that's very secretive. Yeah, it was a lie. It was a lie. Yeah. So they rip Cody uh, a new one. Yes, they do. And he says, well, I guess I can be less of a chump and more of a man. <sighs> he says he's sorry. He says he did the wrong thing. He says, please be forgiving towards me. And it was just like, oh, God, this is just... Not getting off on the right foot. Yeah. Christine asked Cody to step it up. Which, what did you think that? So to, I don't even know what that meant. Her whole, her whole, her whole speech about how, you know, women are crazy and all men are idiots and you need to do better. And we chose you because, you know, we, we, we know you can do better. It's like, what are you talking about, Christine? Just tell him that it was a fucked up thing to do and you're hurt and you're not going to be over this. Yeah. For a while. And he's going to have to really earn your trust back because basically he broke their trust. Yeah. He and Robin broke their trust. They lied to them. I think that Christine at this point knew that Cody was a bit of a narcissist and knew that if she said to him, I'm hurt, I'm this, I'm that, that she wasn't going to get what she needed, that she needed to maybe appeal to his ego, which is, Mm -hmm. I know you can do it. You're wonderful. You're such a great guy and you're not acting like you should because that is, right, this is the big foundation of of everything with this show and plural marriage and what it all means. So much of it is about this idea of, oh, this makes us better and this is what strong people do or this, you know, and... Cody is a certain special kind of man because he's having all these relationships with right. these various women. And I think that she was playing to that or she was still part of the church. So maybe she believed in it. Well, and also, you know, this show in what we have learned in the the subsequent years of, you know, these shows first airing is that this show is kind of based on a lot of lies. Yeah, it really was. It, it, we, we've come to find out that Janelle and Christine and Mary were not great friends. Mm-hmm. 
And they did not have good relationships, all of them. I think Janelle and Christine always had a good relationship, but Mary did not have a good relationship with anyone, including the kids. Yes. And that was a huge lie. And um, then we... And then the Robin comes in and now there's some more lies mm-hmm. and some more, you know, and, and she was treated totally differently. And Cody did feel totally differently about her when he married the other three. It was he was just young and thought, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And just to, he he's admitted he didn't really want to marry Christine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of admitted that, you know, he married Janelle. He liked her, but he wasn't in love with her mm-hmm. or, you know attracted to her or anything i mean it's just awful it's yeah. just all based on a bunch of lies um but i think that but do you think that christine and janelle knew that i think that's the biggest lie at the was time a, you mean when they or were even now i think that they really thought that cody loved them and i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know either i, I don't know how you can think that when a man is not treating you in certain ways. And, uh, you know, clearly when we met Christine, she was complaining and talking about how she needed more. And Mm -hmm. so obviously this had been going on for a long time. Yeah. And Janelle, I think, had sort of settled into, you know, her role with Cody as kind of being best friends. Yeah. But I'm sure she wants more than a best friend. You know, I mean... Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just because she settled for it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like. I don't know. I think that what is so hard about all of us is they all did marry very, very young. They all were really young and they didn't really quite know themselves. And I think that's the part that's really hard is it's hard to know if. Cody sold them a bill of goods of like, oh, I love you. I think you're wonderful. And now you're finding out 15 years later. No, I didn't really like you that much. Or, you know, I I don't know. I think Cody is like a child. I think he believes what he believes in the moment. And then his feelings will change. And then he believes that. And then his feelings will change again. And he'll believe that. Mm -hmm. I think he kind of, whatever's the convenient narrative for him in that moment in time, that's the one he picks. Well, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of a charmer and I think he charmed these women at first, but both Janelle and Christine said in the sister wives book that after the wedding, when they went on their, you know, honeymoon, such as they were, where they mm-hmm. basically drove around Montana in yeah. a car, they both said that they, as soon as the wedding was over and they're in the car alone with Cody, they both had this realization that, oh my God, I don't really know this person. Mm -hmm. I've never even really been alone with this person. Yeah. And, you know, that it took time. And they've all have said that it, Cody too said that it took time. So yeah, yeah, this this thing with Robin is his first real falling in love. Yes. uh, You know, on his own volition, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like without any pressure, like he falls in love and wants to be with this person person wants to only be with this person basically mm-hmm. so yeah anyway right. that's the end of the prep yes. now we're into episode seven the wedding. the wedding is here so we first start with the night before the wedding and this is a guy's night out and logan's coming Ooh, he, cody says he's pretty much a man he's 16 <laughs> So Cody is in his best jeans and his best Ed Hardy shirt. What was that with the Florida Lee? Yeah, that's 
is Ed, that was that Ed Ed Hardy or True Religion? Yes, that's what I was. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, those True Religion jeans or yeah. whatever. He's so growing out. He's with, growing out, and he's basically in his living room on a Bowflex doing chin ups. <laughs> And I was like, God, you are so, you're such a cliche. cliche, Yeah. Like the minute these guys show up, he's like, what is up, man? (laughs) And none of them are polygamists. And they're all like, I I would just like one woman, you know, (laughs) his friend, Robert K was there. And uh, so, yeah, they're going on the skies now, but we don't get to see any of it. Yeah. No, it's all very private. I wonder what happened. Who knows? I'm sure it was super boring. And even the editors were like, like, there's nothing here we can use. Yeah. Um, and then we're we're at the day of the wedding. And well, we wait, s- wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Okay. okay. Then you see Robin. Okay. At, at her. Yeah. At I, her thought sh- this was, I thought this was the day of the at wedding. At her shower. Oh, shower. Okay. Listen. Oh, she's at her house alone and she's showing the producers. Yeah. That's what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Okay. This- I thought this was the second same next day. Oh, I don't know. Never mind, it's not important, but go on. Anyway, so she, the the girls, the girls, the, I guess the other wives at her bridal shower gave her this Cody survival kit, Mm -hmm. which I paused and like got close to the TV (laughs) to get all of what was in the survival kit. Okay, so it's celery because Cody loves celery. Which is the most boring of all vegetables. Like, I've never met anybody who liked celery. No, I don't like celery. It's only good with peanut butter. Or if it's like cut up in a macaroni salad or something. <laughs> um, okay, salt. And then there was a thing of generic Q-tips. Mm-hmm. A heavy spray starch, I guess for his shirts. Uh, a beach towel, sunscreen, and a travel size of aloe vera gel. So do you think all of that was for the, that's for the 11-day honeymoon? Well, yeah, the towel and the sunscreen, yeah, but the starch and the, the Q-tips, I don't know what that's for. Now, here's my question. So she tells the story of the first time she made eggs for Cody. Mm-hmm. She put pepper on them and not salt. And, he doesn't like pepper. And he doesn't like pepper at all, but he loves, loves salt. Now, I have a question. Why is she feeding him eggs? Why is he there in the morning? Well, because he's spending every fourth night there, but they're not supposed to be. But they're not. Spo- he's not screwing. supposed to be there. Well, he is because the first that the was it the last episode? Yeah, when he's, they were- the, he's there in the morning. So that's what I'm trying to understand. So no, I think they. I think he is staying every fourth night, and then Christine but not or having sex. Christine and Mary are just complaining about mm-hmm. it, but allegedly not having sex. I mean, please. Yeah, I know. I was just like, wait a second. Why is she making you eggs? Well, he's over there all the time anyway. Yeah, I guess. So, so even I mean, if listen, it, you can have eggs in the middle of the day, well, I guess. So trust but, me, when he is staying with Janelle or Christine or Mary, he gets up real early and makes an excuse as to why he's got to leave the house and he heads right over to Robin's house. Trust me. Um, Okay, so now we're at the wedding day and Robin is, I feel really bad for her. God, she's on the floor ironing and steaming her, the brown dress. It's like three hours before the wedding. The the little girl's dress. I'm like, no one can help you with this. And and you can't, when you bought those dresses, why were they so wrinkly? Um, and then we learned that the address on the announcement was wrong. I I wish they told us how this all came about. Like, yeah, who screwed up? Yeah, you are, especially with something like this, you are proofreading, proofreading, proofreading. You're constantly looking back at it. You're having other people look at it. You've got a typesetter. You've got to sign off on that. Like, because they probably I can did understand it themselves. It, I can imagine if there was one number off and maybe everyone missed that, but that was like a whole other place. You know, like a whole other 
part of the world. Well, because they probably only had a certain budget and they were like, we're going to save money on invitations. We're going to make our own invitation. And probably like Maddie or, you know, McKelty or somebody, you know, went on their computer. Yeah, maybe. And, and like just made some invitations. So Robin created a jar to redirect people, which is you, if you go to the wrong address, you can find the jar, which is where I learned about the purple and brown because I saw Cody getting purple and brown balloons. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh God, these are the colors. Um, to put the jar out there. And apparently it takes Cody a while to figure out where to put this damn jar. And he's wasting pressure. Like, wh- Cody's the only one that can do this thing on this day. But Cody says that he feels like 12 today. He's so giddy. He's, he is. He's so giddy. Maybe to finally have sex with Robin. <laughs> yeah, well, and they're, I guess they're leaving for their honeymoon. Yeah, right after. So all of the... Um, All of the girls are at the salon getting pretty. And Maddie says that this is the first time a lot of them ever went to a salon to even get their hair cut or done or anything, Mm -hmm. Um, which is crazy. Layla was having manicures and pedicures at what age? Four. She she could sit in the chair. (laughs) She was on that. She likes to be pampered. Yes. Um, And then, so it's a very cloudy, gloomy day. And Cody's driving around trying to figure out So we're back at Robin's house and she's trying to get the kids together and Aurora and Dayton Dayton are fighting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I have to say, I really felt for Robin in this moment in time. Like, this is rough. I really did. And they brought it up in their couch confession and they were all like, well, if we didn't know if she had just asked us for help, we would have helped her. And Cody's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't think of helping you. And it's like, yeah, nobody thought like to come get your kids or... I mean, it's literally a couple hours before the wedding and she's still ironing their stuff mm-hmm. by herself. Then she goes to get her hair done somehow. Yes. Comes back. And then she has, she's putting on her makeup. She's doing it. She didn't get her makeup done. Yeah. She's putting on her makeup. She's doing all this. The kids are fighting. It's a nightmare. She's trying to get them in the car. They're locking her out of the car. Ugh. She's carrying her wedding dress. I just like, God, I felt, I felt badly for her. That, yeah. And then no one seemed, to, no, nobody yeah. cared. So is this a passive aggressive thing? Of I all think of them so. Being like, oh, you were alone. Yeah. Why didn't you just? Oh. You should have asked. Why didn't you tell us? But maybe this is more of Robin's control stuff, right? Yeah, Where maybe. maybe she just doesn't trust other people. Now, I- I'm sorry. Next, we go to one of the most bizarre scenes, and I don't think I I, I remember when I first watched the show. I thought this was weird, but then watching it again, I'm like, this is even weirder. Oh, Marion okay. Cody. Yes. Yeah. So. We're at, so Cody's getting ready. He's getting himself all dolled up for the wedding. uh, Mary is putting on a purple bow tie. And the two of them start looking at each other. Like, and Cody starts looking at Mary. Yeah, they have a sexy moment. Oh, yes. He's like, you look really good. And she's just kind of laughing and joking. And (laughs) oh, and then all of a sudden, the camera pans. And there's Leon in the middle of the closet. staring at them. staring at them like, but not even sort of like, ew, gross, my parents. Or not even nothing, just sort of staring at them mm-hmm. out of it. So, yeah, he's looking at her like he wants to devour her. And then Mary's like, I wish it was my wedding night. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Which is why I think, this is why I think that, you know, 
Mary and Cody had some kind of sexual chemistry. I think, I think that they were really like, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were totally head over heels in love with, with each other, with each other all the time. But I do get, you get a much more of a sexual vibe between the two of them than you do than with anybody. Christine or yeah. Janelle. Well, I, yeah, I think that if Christine and Janelle had just not come along and he had just not decided to live polygamy, I think they would have been married all this time mm-hmm. and still married, you know, because, yeah. yeah, you do see that even in upcoming seasons, even when they're in Vegas, they had a period where they were pretty flirty and connected. Mm-hmm. And then that just got shut down, like around yeah. the catfish time or maybe even a little bit before which caused yeah. the catfish but yeah i mean they seem to have a, yeah they do have chemistry when you think about it yeah you know they, i mean and he was definitely it wasn't just her being like fawning oh, over yeah. him he was looking at her hardcore like looking at her in that dress mm-hmm. so and it's just like don't you know there's a camera here cody you can't rein it in for this one moment in time but i think you're right i think he is impulsive i think mm-hmm. these kid like instincts come out and i think he's just like this is how i feel in this moment so mm-hmm. i'm gonna show that and i can imagine for these women it must feel very confusing yeah so yeah and then poor rob and her kids are locking out, out of the car um and so we they had the ceremony at their church very private no cameras and so then we see everyone heading to the reception and first they had to get family photos and Mary suggested, which I, I get the sense that Robin was pissed about this. Yeah. That Mary wanted to, because everyone looked nice, to get a family photo, but in, without her in the white dress. Yeah. Which means that's... that Robin had to then tr- dress, get into this brown. Another outfit, ugly brown dress. Then go back and put on her wedding dress again. Right. I mean, she had to go put that back on. Yeah, but that was kind of dumb. <laughs> like, we're going to pretend this is not the, their wedding day and put Robin in a brown dress. I felt that was a little much. Yeah. For Mary to ask. Yeah, it was. So and then Brianna starts to become a prima donna, as Robin says, and starts to melt down and cry. Um, but which, then Christine says, uh, well, excuse me, her life is changing <laughs> you know, because yeah. Robin's compl- oh, the Ro- yeah, yeah, Robin's complaining that she's melting down, and Christina's like kind of like giving her a reality check, like, well, yeah, this isn't just about you, <laughs> yeah, you know, your daughter's well, life is in a, everybody's life, as Mary said, is in an upheaval. Yeah, well, I also am amazed more of the kids didn't melt down. It doesn't surprise me that kids, oh yeah, Robin's kids were fighting that day or having a hard time, and I mean, even though Aurora is like real set for Cody to be her father. I, it is a lot to take in and it's, it's just, it's a big party. It's a lot, no matter who you are. So yeah, no, I can, I can get Brianna. I'm with you, Brianna. It's a lot. So one of the things that they brought up, which um, I hadn't really thought about before, which is, you know, Robin was really worried about who was going to come to the reception mm-hmm. because they're filming this and the fear of people like her and her family don't want to be, on camera. Mm-hmm. And so it did look kind of interesting where I, we really didn't see a lot of the guests. We saw a few of them. We saw some crowd scenes, but 
we really didn't see. We, a lot no. of it was the p- taking pictures. Well, and a lot of the people who were there were dressed very casually like they had just come off the street. Yeah. But some of them did look like they were actual wedding guests and they were dressed up. So I don't know if they brought in some... Because, yeah, I think that no one wanted to be on camera. Mm-hmm. So they had to have a, some people make it look like there was some people there. Yeah. Interesting. I really think they brought like some randos in. Um, so then we see the cutting the cake, um, which I didn't understand why. I thought that was the most innocuous, boring cutting cake. Mm-hmm. Putting the giving Christine cake. got all worked. up She about did it. get really worked up about it. I'm like, am I? And then I went back and I'm like, did I miss some sort of moment in time? I'm like, no, that was. I think that's just what you were seeing, Christine. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, Christine. This is stuff that happens at real weddings. I know you haven't been to many, you know, non-polygamous weddings, but yeah, the the groom always kind of threatens to smash the yeah. cake, but nine times out of 10, doesn't does, do it. Yes. So then they present Robin with the colada ring and she gets very emotional, yet no tears. I did notice that. I was like, she, because she, she didn't, did seem genuinely surprised and pleased. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no uh, tears. And then Janelle says, um, oh, then Janelle talks about how her coming into the, into the family was nothing like Robin's wedding. Everyone was appalled. So <laughs> she didn't have all of this stuff. <laughs> And then we see all of these images of dancing, of Cody dancing with everyone oh, really yeah. aggressively. I hate that aggressive dancing. Aggressive, like jumping up and down in a mosh pit type thing. But and he's one of these people where you're trying to dance and he's like, like throwing you around. Yeah. And the other person's like, what beat are you listening yeah. to here, buddy? Like, s- slow down. He does. He must have ADD something, ADHD. There's something going on with him. I don't know how anybody has this much energy. And this much, I mean, the imp- and, and so little focus, yeah, yeah, so little focus, impulsive, all over yeah. the place, like, and just ooh. kind of like not very perceptive. Like this isn't a woman doesn't want to be, you know, have the arm her arm ripped out of her socket and be yeah. tossed around. His style of dancing is just rude, <laughs> and he doesn't know how to dance. He is <laughs> not a good dancer, and he thinks he's the fucking best dancer. <laughs> Someone needs to tell him, like, yeah. you need to stop. Did you see, did you see Logan dancing with Christine? I'm yeah, like, Logan. God damn, 16 years old and such a good kid. Making he is sure so, everybody's taken care of. I'm sure of. that he probably saw his father and was like, oh, I'll dance with you nicely. And he danced. It looked like he danced with his mom. He yeah. Danced. I was just like, what a sweetie. I know. What a sweet kid. I know. I know. It. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so then we see these final moments where Cody wants to say goodbye to all of the wives individually. So we see him walking everyone out. First, Janelle's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I like, hate wedding receptions. <laughs> I got it. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of you and the dancing and how much is all this costing us? I got to go home. <laughs> I got to um, get, I got to be at work. Yeah. Early probably in the morning. Does. Probably like, I got stuff to do. So, and then uh, Christine leaves and then finally... Cody and Mary are walking out together and, um, you know, Robin and Mary have this moment and it was a really beautiful moment. And then Cody leaves with Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ultimately in the end, he leaves with Robin. Yeah. So, um, Christine says that she is looking forward 
And Mary says these girls are her best friends. Oh, I know. More bullshit. Yeah, so Christine says that she's looking forward to having this big, big house where they all can be together in their their separate quarters, which, of course, never happens. Yes. Yeah, and then Mary says she would call these girls her best friends right now. And when she says that, Janelle and Christine actually looked very uncomfortable. And Mary says she looks forward to a time when they're so close that they just don't want to live without each other and they want to call each other and tell each other everything. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is so telling. It's like, Mary, you're just telling everybody what you guys are not. Yes. After you have been telling us for this whole season that this is what you are. Yeah. I mean, this is such bullshit. I don't know. I do feel like they are in a weird bind, right? Which is they've sold themselves as this polygamous family and we're one big happy family. And Mm -hmm. we're going to show you that we're not Warren Jeffs. We're not this, you know, that this can work. And, but that was the problem was that they, they wanted to show sort of some of the downsides, but they didn't ever want to dig into the real, difficulties right. of the downside because no- nothing is perfect nobody's life no matter what your yes family con- configuration or whatever is perfect they were trying so hard to prove how perfect their lives were mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it would have been much more interesting yeah you can show us yeah this is a real polygamous lifestyle and it's not like this warren jeff's culty thing but we still are a family and we still have these problems yeah but they they just they fought against that and fought against it until the dam broke and then yeah. the unraveling started. <laughs> yes. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God because Oof, boy, what would we be talking about no. if the dam what if the dam be, hadn't broken? What would All we right. be doing with our So lives? let's get on to the All gossip. Right. I did see one article that was posted about that. Are Cody and Robin having to move from their yeah, big flag saw that. Home? I think this may have come from McKelty's Patreon. Um, Yeah, she's saying that Robin and Cody are moving out of Flagstaff because it's too expensive. So Flagstaff is expensive now? I think it is. I mean, Robin's house was like $990,000 or something. Yeah. You know? Um, There's no no inexpensive place to go anymore. I thought Arizona would be really cheap. Well, parts, other parts of Arizona. Flagstaff is very you know, picturesque and, you know, nice. I think, you know, they've only been to Phoenix. They have like a, I mean, Phoenix is just like a sprawling kind of metropolis place, but Flagstaff is, you know, it's, it's in Northern Arizona and it's, it's a whole different world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, they've got different kinds of climate and topography. It's not just desert. So it's not that hot. No, it's, um, it actually gets good snows there, you know, in the winter, mm-hmm. it's closer to like the Grand Canyon. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a nice, like, you know, I think they have a cute little downtown and it's, you know, it anyway. Um, yeah, they've lost a couple paychecks. Yeah. They've lost three paychecks. They have to be lost exact. a lot of paychecks. And the thing is, is that, you know, uh, they've lost those paychecks, but also, um, the first, what I think is interesting is why Robin hasn't jumped on the MLM bandwagon. I don't think people like her enough, but I still feel like she has enough fans and that there would be enough interest that people would want to join her MLM. So I think the, the problem is, is that 
the other three women all have these right MLM streams of income. They're already established. They're already established in all of this stuff. And Robin really just put all of her eggs in the sister wives closet basket. Yeah, because hasn't made money in years. Yeah, if ever. But no, I don't think Robin's popular enough to be. I guess not to to lead an MLM. She, well, all. I I don't know who likes her, but. Mm I don't know. And then McKelty also said, I don't know, McKelty's frustrating. She's such a Cody apologist, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But yet she'll say things about him, but then she'll kind of backtrack and whatever. Anyway, so I think this is also from Patreon. Someone was, someone must have asked them, you know, if Cody was, you know, really... Um, I don't know, abusive or because, you know, because Gwen had been talking about Mm -hmm. how she felt he was physically abusive to her and very angry. And um, and so it must have been something in response to that. And she she said that he's quick to anger and he has a lot of verbal aggression. Mm -hmm. Um, She said she doesn't know how he treats her mom or her siblings because they don't gossip about it. Hmm. Which is a very weird thing to say. Like, I mean, if 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 he was, why would that's why wouldn't they talk about it with each other? That's not gossiping. That's telling each other about yeah. your lives. Or so I thought that was really strange. Huh. Well, and also the other thing is, I thought that all of the girls were so happy when Christine left that they must have known. Yeah. Or they, must have seen it. So if. Even if you don't talk about it, you're all seeing it. Right. So basically that just means that it's this unspoken thing that that none of you are. Yeah. Huh. I know McKelty is funny that way, that she's really, she really does ride the fence, mm-hmm. you know, I think. And I understand this is her father. I think that she had a very different relationship. I think she had a different experience of Cody than Gwen did. And Robin. And Robin and Savannah and some of these other people. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think that that is, that is hard for her, but she is a little all over the place. Yeah. And then Tony said in the same clip that Christine has always been jealous and was a, a big part of their breakdown was her fault. I thought that was pretty Mm. cold yeah um not a nice thing to say about your mother-in-law yeah why are they defending cody because trust me cody would shit all over them the minute you know he had to i don't know i think she feels this maybe this loyalty to them and i don't know i have no idea that is kind of that is harsh i mean what do you you know tony you don't know what it's like to be in a plural marriage. Like, is that such a bad thing that she was jealous? Does that make her a terrible person? Exactly. And he has no idea. He just, he's been in this family for a couple of years. He doesn't know. He's only hearing like McKelty's side of the story. And according to her, they don't, she doesn't talk to her mom about any of this stuff. So Mm -hmm. what does she know? Yeah. She doesn't know anything. You don't know anything. Yeah. That is, was annoying. And anyway, so Peyton is back. Oh Lord. (laughs) He is. Where is he back? He did a live I don't know if it was Instagram or must have been Instagram. Anyway, he was talking about Christine's new boyfriend, David. Oh, okay. And he was basically saying that, um, you know, he wants Christine to slow down. 
Um, he feels like she was in a bad relationship for many years and that she shouldn't just jump into this new relationship. And then he says that he will never be close to her boyfriend. And um, he says that they're both very standoffish, meaning Payton and David. And um, then he says, because we're both tall and we've both had a lot of experiences. You know, Peyton loves being tall. He I've never met it. anybody who loved talking about how tall they were all the time. Yeah. And, and Cody's not that tall. So Christine's Christine must have some recessive tall genes. Oh, yeah. All her kids are tall. Um, I, yeah. So I thought that was very strange. And then he said, sort of out of left field, he says, well, you know, I'm not going to be violent with him. I'm not going to hit him and he's not going to hit me. And it's like, how did we go? What? How did we go from that to violence? It, it is very, very odd. And then, but then he talked about. Um, he says that he hates watching himself in old episodes because he had a body issues mm-hmm. and depression, like during that time when he was being filmed as mm-hmm. a. You know, because I which think, I'm sure is really hard. Yeah, because I think he must have been about eight years old or something. And yeah, and he was always kind of chunky. And mm-hmm. um, and he said he just hated himself. And he says now he feels you know good about himself. And so he that's why he always likes to record himself so mm-hmm. that people see him. They don't just see him in that that state. They now yeah. see him for how he is now. So yeah, I don't know, Peyton. It's so weird, you know, because he grew up in that house full of women. Yeah. And with Christine. I mean, I guess he spent a lot of time with his brothers, but he's an odd one. He is an odd one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we learned that in the last Peyton interview that he is he is an odd he is an odd duck for sure. And, you know, the reality is, is that Christine's a little goofy. She is. And, you know, some people online have been speculating that. Perhaps Christine is a little neurodivergent. Yes, just like um, because Gwen, Gwen is, is, and also truly, possibly, maybe mm-hmm. we don't know. This is all allegedly expe- speculation, but well, but yeah. Gwen confirmed it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, because Christine, you know, she has that very kind of like Disney princess yeah. kind of. Oh my gosh, you know, everything is just so wonderful, and very dramatic and goofy. So yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, I think we're realizing more and more that people, that there are a lot of people that fall at the very, very tippy top mm-hmm. where they would never be diagnosed this, that that having the diagnosis is helpful and it's helpful to know, but that, um, that there's no, you know, there's nothing you could really do per se. Right. You can be there's more no- mindful if you have social issues, but you know, when you're you when you're at the very top of of being on that spectrum, there isn't you know there isn't a lot that you can do. But I think we're seeing more and more. And listen, if Cody does have ADD, ADHD, which falls under neurodivergent, mm-hmm. you know, as well, that it is possible that that a lot of these kids, because it's highly it's highly genetic, mm-hmm. a lot of these kids also might have ADD, ADHD that wasn't diagnosed, that was not properly, and that, you know, it, when you have this, when you learn differently in school, it affects you both, you know, your grades, but also mentally and how you see the world and how you see yourself, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Anyhow. <laughs> anyway, so then we... Okay, so then um, there's some news from Joe Darger. Oh. So I didn't realize this, but uh, online it was saying that their family w- was the family that inspired Big Love. That the Really? Ri- yeah, that the, huh. ri- the writers of producers, I guess, of Big Love. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that show. But I don't know how they knew about them or... I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that they wrote a book. I mean, this is long after the series. Anyway, I guess Joe Darger was on Twitter and he was answering some questions. And um, someone asked him about Cody. And basically, he says that Cody's ego is what, you know, divided mm-hmm. the Brown family. And, you know, he he let it divide the family and, you know, let it led them to where they are. And he also said that, you know, polygamy will amp- amplify things, good or bad. Yes. Um, so that's from yes, our, the successful is. polygamist, <laughs> Joe <laughs> Darker. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I think so right, far. But we've never heard from his wives. So I don't, I mean, that's the whole, it, it seemed to me that Joe was a bit of a tyrant. I yeah. Mean, I think it was Joe's way or the highway. And I think maybe when you're in these kinds of, mar- you know, relationships, maybe this is how, this is the way to do it. I don't yeah. know. But also maybe he, even though he is strict, maybe the foundations of all his relationships with his wives are just better. You know, I think that there are different things online, but again, this is all gossip. Yeah, I, I know. I have no idea that the women have eating disorders, mm. um, that he like pits them against each other, that they can be really mm. catty. Well, let's get them a show. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I know. Are they on I know. TV? Like, yeah, because obviously they were auditioning for it several times when they came on Sister Wives. So mm. why, why not them as like, a, you know, it'd be interesting to see the parallels and the differences of like maybe how you handle these kinds of things. Maybe the Darger family, because I mean, ultimately this is television. It has mm-hmm. to be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Dargers are just too dark. Yeah, maybe. Not- maybe those wives are just not interesting enough. Yeah. Because they weren't very dynamic. No. And like there was that show, My Five Wives, mm-hmm. with that guy. And it was a real boring show. And it only lasted two seasons because the, they were just, they were so boring. Yeah. I think they were nice, but boring. Okay. So, um, okay. And then I saw something that said that Cody and Janelle are getting separate paychecks for season 18. And I thought, well, of course they should be. I mean, they're all separated. Mm -hmm. So I assume everyone's getting a separate paycheck, but I think maybe, maybe the way the deal was before they, before like TLC maybe said, Oh, we'll cut you. Cause here's my question. Did each of them get their own paycheck? Well, what I've heard, or did they have to share a paycheck? What I've heard is that it was one paycheck and it went just to Cody. Mm -hmm. And then he decided who got what from it. Yeah. So now that they're all split up, they're going to have to pay them all separate paychecks. They're Maybe that's to... another reason why Cody and yes, Robin yes. are um, moving. Because he controlled it. He could spend as much as he w- wanted on whatever he wanted. And I'm sure he doled out very small amounts to the wives. And mm-hmm. of course, the kids got nothing. And yeah, and if these adult kids, if they're going to appear on the show and be on the show, they should be getting paid. You know, TLC is going to have to fork out a lot more money to keep yeah. these people on the air. And they know it and they're in a good position. I mean, the ratings on Sister Wives is just, you know, for the last season is just through the roof. Yeah. 
So they are all they're all in a pretty good negotiating place yeah. to ask for more money. So but it's true if if really Cody has been getting five different paychecks and maybe like dipping into into everybody else's a little bit to supplement his income. Well, I don't think it was five separate. I think it was one paycheck. Mm. That's what I've heard. Okay. One check went to him. So yeah. He had exclusive control over it. So yeah, if he was making 50,000 an episode, now he's down to 20,000 an episode. So. Well, if that, because if there's five of them, um, well, yeah, they're going to have to pay 10,000 an episode. I mean, I know these shows don't pay a ton, but they're at a point now where, I think they could get more. Oh, I think so. You know, I think they could each get, you know, a lot more than that because they have to. They need them all for the show. Yeah. The show's very popular. So, all right. Anyway, that's, that's the end of the gossip. That's the gossip for this week. Well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens if what, where, so where would Cody and Robin go? Back to Utah? Well, he says Utah, the state of Utah hates him. Yes. So where never go back there? You know, where does one go? They might have to go to Vegas, but go back to to, uh, But is that even Nevada? Less expensive? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I think, well, I'm sure Las Vegas is less expensive than Flagstaff. Um, But, uh, you know, it's not as desirable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That'll... Hmm. Be well, and also Sol- Solomon and um, Ariella, Ariella, Ari- Ar- yeah, whatever. Um, they're young, so they're going to drag this. I mean, they dragged all their other kids. Yeah, out of they don't care. Yeah, they're going to drag them out of school and put them in some new school and uproot everybody. Probably they yeah. don't care. They've been right. doing that their whole lives. I guess I got to go on Zillow now and see what the home prices are in Flagstaff because I, that really surprises me. Because in my mind, I always think like Arizona, the state <laughs> is pretty inexpensive. Um, so I didn't realize that Flagstaff was had this different climate. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I didn't even know that or understand that that they had this very different climate and that it's far more desirable than some of these other places because. What's the other town that everyone seems to go to that's like a big golf resort? Oh, Scottsdale? Yeah, I always thought that Scottsdale was the happening Well, place. Scottsdale, so Phoenix is down in the southern part mm-hmm. of the, the state. And then around Phoenix, you have like Tempe and Scottsdale. And then Tucson is even farther east mm-hmm. um, okay. than that. So like those big cities are all down in the south. But Flagstaff is in northern Arizona. And it's just, yeah, it's more picked picturesque you know it's got all the trees and it's got mountains and yeah you know like i said it's near the grand canyon and it's near more uh you know activities and that's where that northern arizona university is where dayton was going mm-hmm. so maybe yeah maybe brianna just graduated maybe they're gonna move to wherever she's going to college <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> you know that's true oh hey and that is uh, true yeah, well that'll she be wants, interesting she wants to take all her so yeah and they're not concerned with their kids moving. They never have been. Yeah, that's, that's just true. something they have to just deal with. So. Okay. All right. Well, whew, fascinating. So um, if you're still here with us, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to Apple and give us a five-star review and say a few words. We really do appreciate it. Um, and then 
please subscribe. Subscribe to um, the podcast if you're not already subscribed. And just to give you all an update. So on Thursday, our episode on Extreme Sisters is coming out. We reviewed episode six and seven. seven. So we're going to talk about six and seven this Thursday on Extreme Sisters. And we're going to finish that out. We're determined. Um, but, uh, and you can go all the way back to the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's all on there. Or you can just listen to our recap. <laughs> because, uh, you know, sometimes I just listen to recaps and I oh, don't that's what, watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if you want to go back and listen to our recaps, go back to uh, episode one. Yes. Very exciting. So I think that's it. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com